Hey everybody, I'm Luke. And I'm Kurt. Welcome back to The Breakdown. Woo-woo! And uh, it is sweatshirt weather. Dude, it totally is. By the way, we're officially in fall. It's rainy weather. Oh, man. Very wet. Yep. I guess I guess I guess it all depends on the day, right? <laughs> I've just seen some crazy videos of flooding. Oh flash man, flooding in our area. I know it's wild. It really is. But I I am like you. I always look forward to this time of year because I appreciate when I can put on a sweater. Yeah, but do you ever like when you watch those videos of the floods? It's like oh, if I had a little raft, I, I think would, about it. I'd go like down my street in a raft. Yes. And then I hear about the dangers of the people that try those things. And the damage. And the, yeah. 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 I was thinking about that. I'm like, wow, I would totally do that. My sister, years and years ago, I can't remember what year, but when the Warwick Mall got flooded and that whole area, my sister lived over in the villa there. Okay. And they actually had to be rescued by those boats and those crafts that came over. Oh, that's wild. Yeah. But I thought, wow, what would it be like to just flow down the street? Yeah. Like Usually I drive, but today we float, you know? (laughs) That's really awesome, Luke. Well, I know what you're doing to pass the time when you're looking at videos online. You're thinking about floating down. They just come up, you know? Oh, my goodness. Well, we are here in the fall, just kind of recapping Sunday. You and I just spent a little time before we get on the mic thinking through, praying through, okay, what's actually going on? And, you know, with the season that we're in with School of Spirit and Kings, we're all three weeks in now, three and a half weeks, and God is just moving. I think about with the church and the message on Sunday and the worship and, you know, Pastor Zach talking, uh, Ashley getting up in the transition, talking about Hey, it's been a while, I think, since we've heard some word about the the building and the project next door and how I was so excited when I heard Ashley get up and start talking like, hey, guys, we're going to be there soon, soon enough. And I'm like, you know what? That's really good. I, I yeah. love to look forward to that. I'm like, wow. I Even those of us that work here regularly, there's we're not walking through there most of the time. Oh, so, yeah, no. So it's like, okay, yeah, it's I can't wait to get over there and take a look and just worship together. Yeah, I think it's cool to have all these transitions. Yeah. And I think it mirrors what the Lord calls us to in life. Mm-hmm. And it even kind of mirrors the message where yeah. it's like there is always a building project. That's so it. while we're on this earth, always being mindful that the Lord is building his church. That's it. Yep. And we're we're not supposed to ever feel like, okay, we have finally arrived. And we're good. Yeah. It's never going to be that way. And so, yeah, there's going to be a day where we end up in the other side. Mm -hmm. But the building is going to continue. That's right. Because the heart of the Lord is to build and is to not just establish, but to grow and, and reach more people. So always looking for, like, even if the building projects themselves physically stop for a time. Yeah. It's where are we building now? Like, where's the focus shifting of the building? It's so good. You you saying this is actually bringing me back to last week's message when Pastor Zach was bringing us to Peter and Jesus. And yep. Jesus says, hey, I will build my church. And here we are, flash forward to yeah. this Sunday, and we're in this new passage, taking a look at the temple with David and Solomon and some of the building that takes place and some of the reason why David can't. And I will tell you, I'm going to just... 
just throw it right out there from the gate, man, how excited I was when Pastor Zach is like, okay, so there is a difference because a lot of us do. I will say this. Um, we're just, this show is going to be all over the place today, I guess, but I will say this. Pastor Zach talking about um, you know, when you're a father or when you're just a little bit older mm-hmm. and you start imparting to others, you begin to get to this place in your life where even if you're young, and you know, I remember hearing the stories of my father, you get to this place where you're like, okay, not me, but my kids. Or right. not me, but another generation. And I, I saw something on Sunday and I jumped out of my skin when he was talking about it. When you look at Jesus as the forerunner and the David and mm-hmm. the man of war, yep. we'll get to that. Yep. Then we get to be that second generation, the Amen. sons, the yeah. next generation. Yeah. yeah, And I think that's where as new covenant uh, yes. believers, we don't always appreciate or realize the wealth yeah that heaven has given us yes that we have all the riches of heaven yes we do so this this whole idea i i have to say i don't know if you were paying attention but i woke up this morning thinking about in worship we're singing a song i haven't sang in a long time holy ground Mm. we're standing on holy ground now i thought this morning did pastor zach include that song or did the holy spirit have him include that song with this upcoming message and even just ashley's announcement about moving next door and preparations like i felt this this sense of excitement anticipation like oh wow we are here not not just with the physical building but watching the Lord work in our time, in our generation. Amen. Amen. I agree. I agree. And I think that that's where we have to really center ourselves in, okay, what is the Lord doing in me as an individual? But yeah. then also what's he doing um, corporately as a body, as the local church that I'm part of? And, yeah. and, and where, like, where do I fit in? in the hole because I'm standing on holy ground, but I don't just stand alone. Yeah. I stand because of Jesus. That's right. And then I stand with others who are also standing because of Jesus and, and there's stuff for us to do. There is, there absolutely is. And it's interesting because you and I were talking about this just a little bit earlier that yes, we stand with Jesus. We stand because of Jesus, but we don't stand alone. No. And I think that this is part of the reality of understanding what it means to be in a church and part Mm -hmm. of a body Mm -hmm. is that we really can't do it alone. You know, one can put a thousand to flight. Sure. You can work and you're going to work really tight, you know, over the tirelessly. You're going to work a lot, but two can put 10,000. It is exponential. And so we, God has made us be fitted to a body as Ephesians 4 talks about knit together where every joint is supplying. Yeah. Which is why when we have a, a rift or we have a disconnect or we have a break or we have a tear, yeah. like just understand the body. There has to be the mending. Yep. And sometimes there has to be this reset. Right. Which, which I believe is is part of why we have these community groups, mm-hmm. you know, the the greenhouse, which there was a little break during the summer. Right. But we have these community groups where we're getting back together and learning right. to do life. Amen. Amen. And that's, you know, as you were talking and, and we're thinking about how we're, you know, we're, we're all being fit together and, and built together. And we're, we talked about that last week. Yeah, That's why it's so important uh, when when we're going through something individually, um, even if we don't have the right words to try to process that with with the believers that are around us yes because we receive from one another and like i can't see my own blind spots you can't see your own blind spots and when we do that we can help to speak life into one another we can help you know smooth out the edges and and just that's how it's designed to work yes 
Yes. And I, I will say going into a season now where greenhouse picked up again, we're doing heart study, mm-hmm. we're doing soul again. We had greenhouse meetings throughout the summer, but there were, you know, some were just having more sporadic gatherings. Now there's the intention. Okay. We're getting into some study. And I will say you and I, you know, having done the heart a couple of times and done the soul, there is a benefit mm-hmm. to allowing yourself to to be vulnerable and transparent. And we yeah. begin to share with one another. We begin to realize like, wow, I am not that different right. than others around right. me. Right. And I'm not I'm not going to be on the crucible here uh, because right. I'm sharing but this. But I think, and that's what I, I think that sometimes like we carry this stuff like really close to the chest. Like, yeah. it's, like this is my box of evidence. And if, if I showed someone, it's now yep. incriminating yes. evidence. Yes, yes. And it's going to be used against yes. me. And it's like, that's not, that's not how it's supposed, that's not how it works in Christian community under grace. Yeah. It's not how it's supposed to yeah. be. Like you said, under grace. Yeah. This is why it is absolutely critical that we understand that, uh, that we have a, a duty and responsibility, as Paul says in Colossians, to make allowance for mm-hmm. each other's faults. And if I see your blind spot, that should by no means be an incrimination. It rather should be a spot I'm helping to cover for you. Right. When we right, actually right. realize, yeah, yeah. you know, again, we don't have to get into Ephesians 6 and the training on the shields of our shield of faith and holding mm-hmm. it up and how it interlocks with the other believers, but how important it is for us to realize that mm-hmm. we need that fellowship. We need that community. Right. You know? Yeah. And, and you know, I think we can get intimidated by oh, I don't want to go point that out in them. Yeah. Or I don't want to share this about myself. But when you do that and when it's done from a place of vulnerability and say, hey, I, I want to, we, we want to grow in grace yeah. and, and I want to grow with you and um, I don't know what to do with this. Mm-hmm. Um, when you share that, there is a fitting together. And, and the Lord, because the Lord is the third party right. in that whole exchange yes. <laughs> and we forget about that yeah. we just see it as like oh just oh, me and this other person no, no the lord is there and the holy spirit is there and he does it in a way that it's it really was him all along doing the healing yeah he uses people and then you're fit together and you're closer together and it's a lot easier to do it again the second time you know third time and 10th and 12th true you have to face that 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 fear of rejection that confrontation you know you might be listening to saying okay what does this have to do with the message well it actually has it everything to do with yeah. the message because as sons as the solomons as the second generation who's building yeah we have to make sure that we can trust those who God is building with us. Mm-hmm. That you know, we have to make sure that we are walking in unison with one another. How can two walk together unless mm-hmm. they agree? Yeah. We have to make sure that we're working out those things because God is using us to do the building together. Yeah, yeah. So let's talk about the message. I know because I think we we need to get to the whole. Um, you know, David wants to build this house. I know, and he tells Nathan the prophet, and then Nathan's like, "Yeah, go do that," and then. Then he comes back and he says, like, God says, no, no, nope. it's not going to be you. It's going to be your son. And I can nope. imagine, as I was saying earlier, you know, as the father or even as a mentor, like, let's mm-hmm. say you don't have children, but you're a mentor or you're a teacher, you're training mm-hmm. others. And you start to think at this stage of your life, like, oh, maybe it's not going to be me. 
Maybe it's going to be the next generation. But I really do think, I love what Pastor Zach was saying. I think we have to check that and say, no, I'm here. There's still breath in my lungs. I'm going to be like the Caleb. I'm going to go in and possess with this new generation Mm. to see yourself still as part of the son. Um, And so David has this passion and this desire. Why? Because David got to build for himself a great house. And I got to tell you something, Luke, just kind of reading a little bit before where Pastor Zach was teaching on Sunday. Interestingly enough, my readings are just running right into this part of Chronicles. And you know what's really interesting is the place that David actually designates for the temple and the building of the temple is where the angel stopped after that census. If you remember when David had taken the census and he had actually decided, okay, Lord, I will actually submit myself to your hand and the angel of death begins to sweep through with this plague. The angel of death kind of halts right at this one part yep. and God stays him. He's got his, his sword and God says to, to the prophet, go tell David to actually make a sacrifice. So David gets to this land, he gets to the man's land and the man, wow. you know, they have this interaction that ultimately becomes mm-hmm. at that spot the scripture says that the angel put his sword back in his sheath and left. Yeah. And that spot is where God begins to build through mm-hmm. David, David stockpiles. Oh yeah. Yeah. But the temple, yeah. which reminded me that a place of brokenness where it looks like there was nothing but destruction God can still build and raise up something beautiful. Amen. Amen. And I think it's important to emphasize that, you know, we can, on one sense, we can, we can see it as like, oh, David loses out. Like he really wants to build this house for the Lord. And the Lord says, not you, your son, Mm. but the Lord isn't like putting David down. No, a, there's a whole purpose, and actually, the Lord like used David, like all the bloodshed <laughs> that that you know the Lord says, like, okay, you're not going to build because you're a man of war. A lot of that was because David was was doing the Lord's work. Like, That's right, you know, killing Goliath, all of that. Um, but and the Lord doesn't forget about David, and David still plays a really cool role. Mm-hmm. Um, and in a sense, um, as I want to, I just want to point out, like he gets to build. <laughs> the bigger house, because the Lord prophetically explains that it's like, I'm going to build a house through you. Yeah. He's, like, he's like, I will build a house for you. Yep. And like, then one of your descendants will establish and he's going to build a house, meaning Jesus. Yeah. And he points to that living house that we are all part of. Yeah. And I think that's that's really that's even awesome. greater. That's even greater rather than us, you know, a tiny little a shack compared to what God is going to build. I know because what God does is God. It's like it's like in that poker game or that card game. Mm-hmm. He's like, okay, I'll see you and yep. I'll raise you. Yeah. God says, okay, yep. you want to build me a house? Yep. Well, I'll let your son do yep. that. But I'm going to build an eternal house. Yes. through you, through you. Nobody yep. will. There will always be somebody the house from of David. the house of David. Yep. There'll always be somebody sitting on the that throne, you know. And mm-hmm. ultimately, it's Jesus who comes to fulfill that. That is so good, Luke, because we can kind of as pastors. Zach was saying this past Sunday and the Sunday before, we we sometimes bump into these passages and we're like, man, God. Yeah, it's like, oh, man. Come on. Really? Like Moses has to yeah. look from the mountain. Yeah. He doesn't get to go in. Yeah. He had to put up with these people all these years. And yet there's this secret place, this secret thing that God knows. Mm-hmm. And I love what you're bringing up that while David, you know, might could have felt dejected, like rejected. Oh, I don't get to do it. My son does it, you know, but no, we understand that God is making this commitment and establishing this covenant through him. And David, man, he takes it up and he begins to stockpile. I was reading this morning, Luke, again, happened to be reading through Chronicles 
And David's pretty serious about the job. He takes his son in while he's still young and says, this is what you're going to do. You need to seek the Lord and you need to pray now because God has already decided you're the one to build it. And man, I'll tell you what, it's the second part of what Pastor Zach was bringing us to on Sunday, that it is not just that the, the son's generation, the generation of the sons get to build, but they have to be instilled with the vision and the mm. purpose from the fathers yep. to say, listen, you are called to do this. Seek the Lord while he may be found. He's going to do it through you. Amen. Amen. And I encourage everybody, go read First Chronicles 17, because that has the whole dialogue of where David and Nathan and the Lord's response to the whole house building um, you know, project. So, so good. go and read that because it's it's really rich. Um, and it provides a lot of context for what we're talking about. That's great. Um, but to go back to Pastor Zach's message, I, I thought it was interesting how he said, um, what made David victorious in battle could also compromise a building project. Yeah, yeah. Because there, you know, Pastor Zach's bringing out like David's gifting and his role and how the Lord, because the Lord called David, yeah. he called him as king, he called him as a warrior, um, even as he was a shepherd and and he's to lead his people. But because of those things, it's like that that's not useful for a time of peace. Mm-hmm. And the temple was to be built, um, the Lord wanted it to be built during a time of peace. Yep. Yeah, they had settled. All there were, there were no enemies at that time. They lived in this time of peace. It's really interesting what you're saying, and I have long believed, just by watching and from some teaching and training, that God really does instill inside of each individual whatever is necessary for the time. Mm-hmm. You think about Moses, and we might look and say, "Wow, Moses has to peer over the 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 balcony." the mountain balcony doesn't get to enter the promised land. Well, God deposited inside of Joshua right. exactly the strategic leadership gifting that was needed to conquer the land. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be this like pass fail type yep. thing, this understanding, oh, no, especially no. as new covenant believers. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We're, mm-hmm. we're under this new covenant. Um, so we're in this dispensation, this time of yes. grace. Yes. Where we're empowered by grace mm-hmm. as sons to go and to establish the kingdom of God, his kingdom come. And so I think it's really interesting that you have this place moving into like, okay, it doesn't have to be this negative thing. God has actually instilled in Solomon what's needed. Amen. Amen. And I think it's important to really uh, remember that everything that we're doing here on earth is still a prophetic mm-hmm. demonstration yeah. of the eternal kingdom. Yeah. But, you know, we get so, and it's natural because we're, we're alive right now. We're yes. walking on the earth. So this is what we know. Yep. You know, we live and breathe and we build physical things and we interact physically. Um, and But there's a spiritual reality behind that, yeah. even in the physical. Yep. And it's living in light of that true eternal kingdom and living heaven to earth. Like, and, and Pastor Zach's always calling us to that. Yeah. And that's what, that's, that's, we have to have those eyes. Mm-hmm. And then it doesn't seem like, oh, I lost out. Yeah. It's like, no, no, we're, we're all still part of the entire project. We are, we actually are, you know, and living with that eternal perspective should move us from the place of, oh, I've missed it. I, I don't know what it is about this message, Luke. Maybe it's what hit me on Sunday or just the sense of the Holy Spirit with, with you as a listener right now. Maybe you're listening and you've already kind of checked like, ah, you know what? It's not going to be me. I'm late to the game. Yeah. 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 
you you, you got to understand, you got to put everything into context and realize that if there's still breath in your lungs, there's still an opportunity mm-hmm. to advance the kingdom and to be a part of the building, this, yeah. this building that God is doing. Jesus said he would build his church and the gates of hell yeah. would not prevail. And you're yeah. a part of that church, growing in understanding yep. and being used of God, however he sees fit. Amen. 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 And I, I think it's, uh, you know, I kept getting reminded of what Pastor Zach had said like two weeks before, mm. and he was talking about um, battles and how, you know, like if, if it's not a fruitful, if it's not a battle, and like I'm paraphrasing, yeah, yes, if I'm it's not you. a battle in which you can be fruitful or yep. fight fruitfully, then you shouldn't be fighting it. That's right. There is a place for, you know, fighting in the cause mm-hmm. of Christ but it will be fruitful and then in a sense it is it is contributing to build. Yes. So it's not that we're saying we, there are there are no fights yeah. and there's no going after issues, but it's how are we going about that? Yeah. And am I going about it for myself or am I going about it in light of the goal like what is God accomplishing here? What is what does the Lord want to do here? Yeah. That's really good, Luke. You know, I'm gl- I'm glad you're bringing that up because this place of peace. So mm-hmm. Solomon gets to build in a time of peace. We look at our world and we're saying we're not building in a time of peace. Well, in a sense, we are because we have that Hebrews four communication of you know, hey, there were some that didn't get to enter my rest because they were disobedient, but you have entered mm. that rest. So we are actually working, Pastor yeah. Zach has taught over the years about the Sabbath condition. Yeah. We are working with the Lord from that place of rest. It's a Sabbath condition in our spirit. In other words, we're not striving for salvation. No. We've already been yes. saved. Yes. We're not striving for acceptance or dealing with rejection. We've already been accepted right, right. in the beloved. The blood has already been shed. Yes, yes. And that brings us to this point that I have not been able to get off of like Pastor Zach saying like, hey, you may have been like, hey, it's not going to be me. It's going to be my kids or my grandkids. And I, I would say that I have felt that way. I know my father felt that way. And look at David as that type of Christ when it just hit me so hard on Sunday. David was the man of war. Jesus was the man of war. And so therefore we enter in as sons. Yes. And we are in that place of peace, that posture of peace, where God is building his church through Christ and through the body. Mm. We get to be a part of it. Mm. Yeah, it's so it's so cool. <laughs> and it's exciting. It and is. that's what we should be feeling yeah. is this sense of excitement and what I do does matter. Yeah. And you might feel like your life is so insignificant. It's so normal. Again, as a Christian, and I tell this in my worldview class, you don't get to live a normal life anymore. No. Your, your life is anything but normal. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think part of what happens too, I, I was, my car broke down the other day and I was just having a day, you know, mm-hmm. having a day. Like you talk about, oh, we yeah. don't get to live a normal life. Yep. I'm having a day. I'm having a pity party. Yep. I'm having a fit. And I'm just like, you know, most of the time I'm saying not today, Satan. This day I'm saying, God, not today. Like, do we not? I just don't give me anything else. I don't want any more assignments. I just need to just can you can just be my day today. Can we just soak in the fact that nothing is going my way? And I thought it was so funny. I had to wait extra long uh, for the AAA guy. But I knew I knew that God I just knew my spirit 
God was sending me someone. Wow. A lost son. And it's exactly what it was. But I was like, no, I, I, it's about me. It's about me. Nothing's going right. Yep. And yet, even in that place, and this is why mm-hmm. we're encouraged to be ready in season and out of season. It's like sometimes we look at that as gaps of years or months, but yeah. sometimes it's just a momentary yep. season. I'm having a pity party. I'm Absolutely. having a day. I know. And I have to be ready out of season. Yeah. Again, to your point of as sons, as somebody who's been brought into this faith and received a free gift, I don't get to live a normal life. No. And 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 would I? I know you're, you're you chomping. Can be, you can be lulled into sleep. Like, oh. You know, that's what Satan wants because he knows you're not normal anymore. Yeah. But, <laughs> but if you want to be awake and be used, yep. you will be used. Well, well that's just it. And I, I thought to myself, what does it profit? Yeah. What would it profit me to, to go and preach another sermon, mm-hmm. teach another class? Yeah share and do great exploits and not take the the one day this opportunity this man that mm-hmm. god sent because he trusted me yeah cuz i'm having a pity party yeah. you know just living on assignment like that and not that we can't miss it and i'll tell you god did a really cool work it was awesome that's awesome you know but it was in spite of me yep it was in spite of me yeah. and i'll tell you what i didn't do it alone and this is where i was reminded i i i reached out to the mechanic and i'm like i kind of missed my assignment and he said mm-hmm. to me you didn't miss your assignment you sowed I'm going to water. God's going to get the increase. That's so cool. So it's cool. But see, we're advancing his kingdom in spite of us sometimes. And it's like, okay, hey, we're going to miss it sometimes, Mm -hmm. but by grace, through faith. Yeah. And I think sometimes the missing it Mm. is when we're, again, you're looking at it from the perspective of our flesh, which is imperfect. We're not going to get the words right. You know, we might not, the packaging isn't exactly the way we want it. We tripped something (laughs) up or, you know, but when you're seeing with the spiritual eyes or like, Lord, show me like what's really happening. Yeah. You'll see how what God is doing in the spirit is perfect. Yes, that's good. And again, like we don't muster up the spirit. The spirit of God works through us. So that will always be perfect. That's good. That's so good. So I think our takeaway today would be like, don't count yourself out, mm-hmm. whether you're looking at, you know, seeing yourself as David, like, hey, I've, I've lived this rough life. I don't get to enter in and establish this. So see yourself as still having that opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and search your heart, like find, you know, ask the Lord to show you, am I, am I approaching life as though I still have to do the fight mm. or am I approaching life as the battle's been won? Yeah. Jesus' blood has been shed. I now live under peace. Good. And how do I build? How do I, how do I push forward fruitfully? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so good. I, you literally said one word that just sparked my whole mind, a Romans 5.1 here. I got to pull it up real quick. It's so good. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God. Because you look, mm-hmm. you say, there's no peace in our world. Well, as far as God's concerned, reconciling yes. the world to himself there's peace through the mm-hmm. bloodshed of Jesus. Mm-hmm. So we've been justified yeah. by that faith in Christ. So we have peace with God. Yeah. So God is building his kingdom through that time of peace. Amen. So good. The correlations here, the, the lines that are running through this is so good. I'm really excited. I know. <laughs> I would actually encourage all of you, go back and listen to the message, watch the message, yeah. listen to the breakdown again. And hey, listen, we always love to hear from you. Info at hpc.church. Let us know. I bumped into somebody on Sunday. He's like, I love listening to you guys. I'm like, wow, thanks. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, we appreciate it. It's always a lot of fun. Yes, we do. Well, brother, any closing remarks or you can take us to pray? I think that's cool. (laughs) All right. All right, Father, thank you for this time. Thank you. uh, Because of Jesus, we live in peace. Yes. And we don't have to um, 
worry about the future because you have the future. And so, Father, just show us what you want us to build today. Mm. Show us uh, what we have to do. If there's a conversation that we uh, are you know, not moving towards because it looks hard or it looks uncomfortable, show us how that plays into your building project and how you want us to uh, push forward in that. Show us what it is that you have for us to do because we're ready yes. and we want to be fruitful and we want to see your kingdom advance. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, as always, I'm Kurt. And I'm Luke. That's The Breakdown. We'll catch you next week. 